You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131. Our final podcast episode taken at the presentation rewards. So we've had our three presentation rewards over the last couple of days. And I'm now speaking to one of our guest speakers. So it's really great to welcome back past student, both for the FE and for the UCR alumni. And that is Felix Rowan Young. So Felix, thank you very much for coming back to us today to give a talk. I know your speech went down incredibly well. Everybody was walking back in the marquee talking about you and and what you did. So you certainly inspired a lot of people both parents and students so thank you very much indeed for doing that what's it like being back here at Reese Heath? It's always great to come back you know I always gravitate towards the college so if I'm ever in the area I always try to pop back in and see how everything's going you know it was five years ago since I was in the position of the students sitting there so it was just nice to reflect myself but then also give that opportunity to pass on what I've been doing and any words of wisdom to them and what I wish I knew when I was in that position so it's been great. Well that certainly came across beautifully well. Take us back to when you did start with us why did you choose Reese Heath? I originally started an animal management BTEC at uh, Manchester College and I came to Reese Heath just to look around for the university for the zoo management degree. But then when I went round and saw the collection and the site, I was like, actually, is it possible to switch? And so I finished my BTEC here and then thought, if I like the college, then I can, with a sound mind, know that I'll stay on for the degree. And so had the best year and said, yeah, definitely, I'll stay on for another three years. That's really great to hear. So, uh, yeah, the Manchester College loss was our <laughs> game, certainly. So take me back then to the degree programme. You went on to the zoo management degree. What was that like? It was brilliant. It was everything that I wanted and because when I was looking at degree options you know completing my UCAS form I was looking at places like Liverpool or Bangor for zoology marine biology but those more standard courses first two years it was modules when you look at the list I thought actually I'm not that interested in that lab-based work it was more the practical hands-on behavior husbandry of the animal and so when I came across the zoo management I thought well this is perfect yes it's a bit more niche but I'd rather do something that completely passionate about and convicted with Mm. then go with something that actually it's only going to be till the third year that I'm going to enjoy some of the modules so it was really unique and from that I got so many specific skills that I've been able to transfer to a lot of other work that I've been doing. Let's talk about that stage when you were coming up to graduation, you were coming up to completing your course and it was March 2020 and we all know what happened in March 2020. How did the end of your course go? Yeah, it kind of fizzled us, (laughs) not going to lie. But it was interesting and we were in a unique position where whatever our medium grade was at that point, even if, you know, our mental health went and we just weren't doing as well in assignments, it would stay at whatever mark we had achieved at that point. But if it improved, it would improve. So the college gave us a lot of support. Everyone was trying to figure out how to use Teams and everything. 
it was a challenging time but transition there wasn't a lot of anguish or anything that made it difficult you know I wasn't left with a bad taste in my mm -hmm. mouth at the end like the lecturers did everything they could to mm. make sure that it was steady continuous progress yeah. but from that it was then two years which is this year <laughs> and so it was finally in April that I actually had my graduation yeah. in Chester and again that was sort of odd moment where we had all come back together after two years yeah. and what we had done since then yeah. so yeah I was really grateful and it didn't dampen my spirits or anything mm. with everything that I achieved over the last three years. It was a lovely celebration in Chester and it was great to see students coming back and talking to friends again that I hadn't seen for a long time so it was like a big reunion as well. Tell me now what have you done since then or, or you may, maybe you started during your degree but you, you're very busy aren't you? Where, where should we start with just how busy you are? Good question. I always think that to myself as well. So after my degree, I wasn't sold on a master's. Again, if you're looking at masters of science, it's very research-based, very lab-based. It's quite narrow what you can do with it whereas I was very much interested in the science communication the education engagement there wasn't much out there that appealed to me so I did a postgraduate certificate in education which is a PGCE to become a qualified teacher with that I then went into a full-time position as a primary school teacher and then in Easter, I <laughs> came to my senses and quit. <laughs> and instead, I've done a bit of a loop back to environmental education. So I'm working with the Wildlife Trust as an education session leader. I've also set up my own forest school site. And so I'm doing a lot of holistic development and learning with kids in the natural environment. And what I did at Reese Heath, I was part of a leadership award where I would tour primary schools around the zoo. And I, you know, was a session leader for zoo school and holidays and things. All of those experiences, you know, when I went to the Wildlife Trust, I was like, oh, I, I know exactly the structure of mm. this and what we need to do. And mm. it was hit the ground running with mm. that. I think it's lovely to find your niche. And I, I did a similar thing to you, sort of taught primary for three years, but realised that being in the classroom all the time wasn't quite right. But when you've got other skills and other interests, like you have with the wildlife and the animals, it's just brilliant that you've been able to come out of that mainstream education setting and set something up that's going to have such an impact on so many young people. Now let's just go back to the forest schools. How have you set that up? My team in marketing, we had a fabulous day with Becky, our forest college tutor here. So we were out in the wild, in the campus here, and we were making all sorts of things and building dens and stuff. It was lovely. And, it, and as adults, we thoroughly enjoyed it. What goes into setting up a forest school? What you were saying about formal education, when my head teacher of my school observed me, she did comment saying I looked a bit like a caged animal, that you know, it's like pacing. So first of all, you take a level three course as a forest school leader. Forest school comes under the umbrella term of outdoor education, but to be forest school, it has to follow six forest school principles. You know, one of the main ones being that it's child-led, it's holistic, they, you know, are taking risks and it's long term and it's in a natural environment and so from that I was lucky enough that one of the parents at the primary school I was working at knew I was leaving and said well I'm trying to get a forest school leader mm. for my education centre so I said okay yeah you know it was quite casual didn't want to give too much away 
went and had a look at the site, which used to be a garden centre and a botanical oh, garden. Oh, right. So there is lots of non-native species. I had to do a lot of cutting down of bamboo and rhododendron uh -huh. in their oriental garden. <laughs> and just a case of clearing the site as best I see fit and then sustainably managing it. And thankfully, I've not had to do a lot of the marketing or anything myself. That's not where my strengths lie at all. So they've done that bit for me. And thankfully, because of the supply teaching work I've done, as well as at the school that is local to the site, a lot of them are going, I want to go to Mr. Rowan's Forest School. <laughs> so we've got clientele, which is good. Oh, and they've been a brilliant team who've bought me all the tools I need. And then it's just a case of having your policies and procedures and yeah. then just getting started yeah. but the kids as long as you trust them it's just amazing what they do because you say look I'm gonna give you this knife or yeah. I'm gonna give yeah. you this yeah. fire starter and they really step up to it yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's amazing what they're able to achieve because the classroom doesn't fit everyone yeah, and it's just really gratifying to yeah. see these kids flourish yeah. because you're taking a more individual approach and reflecting on them and you're not the leader they're leading it you're just facilitating yes. for their needs but yeah i'd love to do some work with older groups as well you just have to say it's bushcraft or survival yeah, skills yeah. a bit cooler than if you say forest school <laughs> well i think we definitely need you to come back here and do some things with our students at reese heath i think the way you're talking there it reminds me of a saying that i would always remember be the difference that makes the difference so those young people that aren't functioning well in the classroom or are having the challenges you know if you can come along and be the difference that makes a difference to their lives and gets them engaged in something that will take them forward in life that's a really important position to be in and I think you're certainly going to be doing that with lots of students that you come across let's go back before we finish to your role with Chester Zoo tell me about that it was in my final year of university at the centre one of our lecturers just casually mentioned that Chester Zoo was setting up a youth board and just quickly showed us something and said, you know, have a look, apply. And so I went and had a look and I thought, this looks amazing. And uh, it was the first ever youth board they were putting together. It was going to be a group of 13 young people who would act as a board and give recommendations to the trustees and directors of the zoo to facilitate and improve what's available for 12 to 25 year olds because they were finding that that demographic was interacting with the zoo the least. Okay. So from that, I applied. You had to do a video application, which isn't the most flattering. And then I went for an interview process where I had to sit down, have interviews with all the directors and trustees. And I got an email back saying, we'd love you to be the vice chair. And so wow. that was really great to see. And so then I went and told my lecturer, I was like, oh, who's vice chair? And she was like, oh, that's great. But what really surprised me, actually, I was the only one who applied for it in the oh, whole of the college. Gosh. And I was like, we're on a zoo yeah. management course, yeah. guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is what you'd want. And the experiences I've got from that are so unique mm. because I've been able to interact with such senior management mm -hmm. with the CEO, mm -hmm. the director's chair of trustees. 
Um, I eventually became chair last year and have recently just stepped down after a year term. I thought, I've had enough of that. <laughs> I'll let, let someone else yeah. have the, those stresses yeah, and responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, but it's great to be a part of and we've done some amazing work around equality, diversity and inclusivity with the zoo, presenting papers to the trustees. Uh-huh. We've also presented a lot, such as at the IUCN Youth Summit. Wow. We also have events such as Chester Zoo first ever youth symposium that first ran last november we had amazing feedback from that and so we're running it again this november so it's over friday and saturday and it's lots of speakers talks discussion panels tours around the zoo as well don't worry you get to see the zoo animals and it's just brilliant just to see all these young people and organizations working with them who are promoting this youth leadership youth governance and just the networking opportunities and there's nothing really yeah. like that so it's been great to see yeah. that's amazing well you do keep us informed of that because we'd love to help promote that for you as well Absolutely. so i'll finish with a question that's probably like asking a parent who their favorite child is but what's your favorite animal and why Oh, see, I always get this from kids, so I've got one ready. I usually say a good one that not many people usually know about. It's called a peacock mantis shrimp. Oh, and shrimp. it's Yeah, oh. yeah, so a peacock mantis shrimp. It's, it's three animals' names, oh. really, isn't it? And it's this multicoloured shrimp, and it sort of looks a bit like a rainbow lobster. What's amazing about it is it's got a punch that's faster than a bullet. And it's so fast, it creates light. It also creates a vacuum bubble that is for split second hotter than the surface of the sun. And all it eats are snails. And so it's like, well, why do you need something so fast? (laughs) Um, It's also, its eyes are amazing. I think we've got three cones in our eyes, I'm Uh pretty sure. They've got 12. Like, they can see polarity and things. And they're just completely overpowered, you know, animals that are just amazing. And they're the size of a 30 centimetre ruler. And they just sort of wander about the Indian Ocean, just completely obliterating snails. But (laughs) I know know that sometimes they've been kept in aquariums, but they've broken the glass with the punch. So you've got to really have specialised equipment if you want to keep them. But they are beautiful. Have you seen one in real life? No, I haven't. But I'm a keen diver, so I hope I can Oh, I bet that's on your to-do list, definitely. Yes, for sure. Fantastic. Well, Felix, I'm so pleased I was able to catch you before you go. I know you're going to pop down and see Hannah and the team in the zoo, but it's been great to welcome you back here. Thank you so much for giving up your time to come back and talk to our students, and hopefully we'll see you back here again in the future. Yes, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast, celebrating the centenary of Cheshire's leading land-based college. Each episode, we chat to students, staff and college partners, past and present, about their memories of life at Reese Heath. Reese Heath, industry focused, career ready for a hundred years.